Hey y'all, it's Carmen. I hope you've had a great week. I'm by myself for now, but I'm planning uh, for Brian and some more of my friends to stop by to chat very soon. So today I want to begin a new chat on success versus failure. This will primarily be a look at the Proverbs and how we can apply that wisdom to our lives to be successful. But first, let's look at the definitions of our two key words, success and failure. According to Merriam-Webster, success is defined as a favorable or desired outcome. Failure is defined as a state of inability to perform a normal function. How would you define success? How would you define failure? Do you measure your success against the ruler of your closest friends? Quote, success. Do you declare you have failed because you have not accomplished the same exact things a coworker has? Be careful. These two states of being can only be declared over us by the one who created us and has called us according to his purpose. So the bigger question is not how do I define success or failure, but how does God define it? For me, for you. The book of the Bible, Proverbs, lends us with countless nuggets of wisdom that we can take, chew on, and swallow, or we can refuse it and remain hungry for the abundant life God has planned for us. Let's dive right in. Over the course of the next six weeks, we will discuss six patterns of a successful spiritual life and its failing counterparts. I hope that I can pass along some helpful and practical ways that we can begin being successful today. But before we start, let me give you a strong disclaimer. This will not be a, quote, prosperity Christianity talk. That type of theology is so very contrary to God's word. The success I am talking about is a thriving, growing, fruitful relationship with God himself through his son, Jesus, and empowered by the work of the Holy Spirit. I may be poor as dirt here on earth and still be a success in my Christian walk. If I have disappointed you, hang tight with me. The success that God offers is so much greater and richer than anything the world can offer. Well, with that being said, let's jump right in to the first lifestyle pattern, being teachable versus being a know-it-all. Let's look at Proverbs 1.7. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. This verse, in no uncertain terms, tells us that fearing or revering the Lord is the beginning of being teachable. But failure or foolishness begins when we forget what we have learned of God's ways. Back up in verse 5, where it says, Let the wise listen and add to their learning. This is a spirit, a mindset of being teachable. We don't know it all. And when it comes to God's economy, our knowledge today is only scratching the surface of the well of truth available to us as God's children. So how can we be teachable? Let's look at Proverbs 4, 1 through 9. Listen, my sons, to a father's instruction. Pay attention and gain understanding. For I give you sound teaching. Do not abandon my directive. When I was a son to my father, tender and the only child of my mother, he taught me and said, Let your heart lay hold of my words. Keep my commands and you will live. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn from them. Do not forsake wisdom 
and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will guard you. Wisdom is supreme, so acquire wisdom, and whatever you may acquire, gain understanding. Prize her, and she will exalt you. If you embrace her, she will honor you. She will set a garland of grace on your head. She will present you with a crown of beauty. So these are very practical instructions that are given to us right here in this in these Proverbs. Pray against the spirit of, quote, know-it-all and put on a teachable mindset. Number one, listen to instruction. This seems elementary, especially if you are like me and are an adult seasoned in your faith. But we are called to listen, tuning in to what is really being said to us. Who do we listen to? We should be listening to godly, and that's in bold, uppercase, italics, underlined, godly parents, spouses, friends, family, mentors, and ministers. Be careful that you listen to the people who are going to give you God's truth and not just tickle your ears with what you want to hear. My very best girlfriend and I have created space in our relationship to speak truth to each other without experiencing offense. Why? Because we love each other. God has brought us through some rough patches that has deepened our trust of each other and because we really listen to what the other is saying. Do you have those people in your life? If not, is it because you think you know it all? Number two, pay attention. You can learn a lot about God, the people closest to you, and yourself if you will just give attention to what is healthy spiritually speaking and starve what is not. This may involve cutting down on your TV time or decreasing your social media comments or making time for deep human interaction. Sit back, pay attention, and listen. Number three, ask for a teachable spirit and ask for teaching moments. I guarantee you when you seek to learn more of God, He will most definitely blow you away. Ask that God would reveal Himself to you each and every day. Now, on the other hand, let's think about the know-it-all. Is there a situation where that person comes out looking like a success? What if the, quote, know-it-all is in the corporate boardroom exerting his, quote, supreme knowledge to the main stakeholder? What if the know-it-all is a customer at the local department store and begins to tell the manager what he thinks the real price of the item he is wanting to purchase? What if the know-it-all is in your weekly Bible study group and is continuously expressing biblically weak opinions? At the least, these people are not well-liked. At the most, they have alienated themselves from the God who created them, loves them, and knows so much more than they will ever know or have the capacity to know. Let's not be know-it-alls. Please know, that road only leads to failure. To wrap up today, I want to pose several questions that we can use to promote a teachable spirit within us each day. Number one, what is something new I can learn today? Number two, what new thing can I learn about God and His ways? And number three, what new thing can I learn about another person today? When we go deeper in our walk with God, it will overflow into our relationships with others. Always be eager to learn. Remember, there are no know-it-alls, only fools that think they do. 
Success in God's economy is actively sitting at the feet of the ultimate teacher with an open mind and heart, ready to have it filled with all the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding that is available to us. Let's be a worthy student. Our success in this Christian walk depends on it. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for these lessons, this practical instruction that we can apply to our lives. God, give us teachable spirits. God, we pray against the spirit of pride and a sense of we have arrived and we know it all. Help us to remember that we haven't and that there is so much more that we can learn from you. God, may our teachable spirit rise above anything else that would want to attack that. God, give us more knowledge of you. Give us more wisdom to see situations as you see them and give us understanding that we can apply to our lives and perhaps help someone along our path today. God, we love you. We thank you for Jesus and we pray in his name. Amen. All right. Hey, let's go give this world something to talk about this week. Let's be humble, teachable, and attentive. I don't think we will regret it. Meet me back here next week as we look at the second lifestyle pattern of a successful Christian being responsible versus blaming others. Yikes. This will be a real soul-searching topic. Thank you for joining me. Remember to subscribe so you will be notified when a new episode drops and share this podcast with a friend if you have been encouraged. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.